0: Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble Get, get, get ready, ready, ready to rumble
1: Boom Fupp the chip yo flip it up y'all swoop it may be
2: Hello and welcome to episode Hype Train of Q&A Quest. I'm your host, uh, the hell is my name? How do you not know your own name? <laughs> Mike Apps, aka Wheels, and with me as always...
0: David McBurney, family master, whichever.
2: And we, it's actually episode 48, but whatever. This is the special pre-E3 episode.
0: pre 3 if you will.
2: Yes. Uh, we which, get
0: to make a lot of dumb predictions. It's okay. like we're asking questions of the future.
2: Hopefully, it'll be actually be up before E3. But I guess some stuff actually starts on Sunday, so
0: y'all yeah, uh, best make your best effort. We shall see. I don't think either of us was going to make any predictions about the EA press conference. So uh, I will make the prediction that I don't give a shit. <laughs> Like they, they like they're gonna show Bioware's new IP, but that's probably a Destiny knockoff, so I don't care. Ooh. Project Dylan's been in the works for like six Ooh. years at this point.
2: Yeah, I actually don't care because
0: what, what? you don't need a third of those in your life. <laughs> What's the second one? The division.
2: Oh yeah, well yeah, that kind of uh, that faded quickly.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean it will stay, stay gone because you're a crazy person. It's
2: true, but that one was... Destiny was like, okay, you know, the single player wasn't great. And then, you know, after that it was like, okay, um, there's lots to do and it's really awesome. Whereas The Division was like, this story mode is awesome. And then after that it was like, this is total crap.
0: Don't play it with people. The end. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, Don't go into the hell zone. I've actually heard pretty bad things about a lot of the content they've had afterwards. So, But, That's you know, I, I do have high hopes for the future of that game and, presumably, the eventual sequel.
0: Series. BioWare Presents Dylan. I hope that it, like, the name apparently chosen to reflect the idea that Bob Dylan created a true cultural change. I really want uh, it to be about actually okay. playing as a group of Bob Dylans. But I don't think we live in a world that beautiful. Probably not. But yeah, Mass Effect is dead for the next like six years at least, and they Good. won't be showing Dragon Age four. Uh,
2: does Andromeda have an inconclusive ending? Out of curiosity. Yes. Oh well, that sucks.
0: <sighs> well, a Novelly intention game. Did you see the uh, post mortem that just came out on that one? Yeah. No. It was basically like, yeah, uh, you know what? Someone was like, let's make No Man's Sky. And then, like, late in, like three years into development, everyone realized, wait a minute, that's an awful idea. And by that point, they had, like, a year and a half to try to make a game out of it. Whoops. Like, they brought back, I think it was Mac- Mark Walters, Mac Walters, who had been a writer on the previous games. And that explains how they were able to salvage as much as they did. <laughs> But yeah, like they they didn't have they they finished pre production, unsure if their technologies were all going to work, which is just like, no. Hmm, you, you, pre- you work out hmm. whether your technologies work or not before pre production ends, that's the point. So yeah, that was a thing. That is a bad thing. It's a shame. Mass Effect Andromeda I feel like could have a truly amazing sequel, but we'll never get to see it. Mm. Well, or not—at least, not for a long time. Like wh- whatever they make, and they will make a new Mass Effect game in about six or seven years, I suspect. However, that game will have nothing to do with Andromeda, and we will never get a conclusion to that story. Wow. Like they—they—they they, they said this in pretty much no uncertain terms. Like right after the game came out and did not perform to expectations, their response was basically like, uh, "Yeah, we're going to put this series on ice for a while." Which is yeah, that's not that doesn't bode well for doing a direct sequel to a game that you're admitting wasn't popular.
2: But but okay yeah. Oh well so, yeah.
0: Conclusion: We probably don't have much to say about the EA conference anyway.
2: Yeah, F that. All right. Uh, so why don't we have a few questions? Why don't we burn through those and then we'll talk about what we expect we, from the various
0: conferences. Yeah, we'll attempt clairvoyance.
2: Okay. We have a trio of Budai questions, well, we have a trio of Budai posts, there may actually be more than three questions. Uh,
0: Budai is just that good at asking questions, we appreciate
2: it. Do you think you will ever quit playing games or RPGs? Uh, No. No. Uh, Second, Mystic Quest has a great soundtrack and interesting visuals. I enjoyed the monsters changing when they were near defeat. What makes Mystic Quest so underrated? I think Mystic Quest is a good template. To what Square should be making on the mobile store? Hmm. That's
0: a fair point, actually. Yeah, that's uh, not a bad idea. Just because, especially like the, the simplified exploration and world map work really well uh, for a mobile title. And then, uh, actually, uh, I think you got a real good point there. Yeah, uh,
2: the battle system would work great. Yeah. Uh, fewer number of attacks. Two characters means the screen wouldn't be too crowded. Yeah. No. That's hmm.
0: pretty brilliant, actually. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that Mystic Quest is a victim of circumstance. It's like, it's hard not to read the game as an insult when you know where it came from. Yeah. And so there's a situ- there's a sort of thing where like intrinsically like when you consider something to have been created as an insult, you kind of don't want to like it. But no, I, I agree that it's actually a, a very underrated game with an amazing soundtrack.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, it came out. Relatively near Final Fantasy 4, so uh, you know if you're someone like me who um, whose parents rented it for you instead of Final Fantasy 4, eh, you know it obviously would not necessarily be remembered fondly. Although, you know, I played it because I had the damn game rented and eventually liked it. Obviously, um, so I think it's it, it's just just the uh, the circumstances. Uh, for which it was released so close to Final Fantasy 4. Yeah. And really I, I, I really think that's about it cuz uh, d- you know, you look around on the internet there's a lot of people that really appreciate that game.
0: Yeah, it, it's slowly rehabilitating. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I it's uh, I'm going to like going to admit something here. This this is actually the first Final Fantasy game that I played. Oh, wow. Like, I got, like, the Super Nintendo was a hand-me-down, that was the one they had.
2: <laughs> well, that's, I mean, it's a good one to start with. For yeah, sure. no,
0: if, like, if you're young and not super great at reading, like, no, perfect. Yeah. But, like, it's, I, I still have a lot, it's very near and dear to my heart, and, like, I, I think that it's, you know, it's got some good dungeon designs in particular, like, this, the... Way that weapons interact with dungeon design is fun and a thing that Final Fantasy, like many Final Fantasy games, sort of content themselves with. Here is a fairly straightforward maze. Yep, and so like it's it's nice to have that extra layer of interactivity.
2: Yeah, that was one thing I always liked about it. It has, oh, I don't want, necessarily want to say puzzly element to it, but it kind
0: of is a little bit. It's just it feels a bit more. Robust, yeah. To
2: how you move around. And the music, the music was fantastic. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I think that's about all I have to say on that matter. I, yeah, I, I really would love to see this game on mobile. Um. And, you know, as far as, like, a template for what they should be doing on mobile, honestly, they've been they've done a, a great number of good things on mobile. Uh, like I still
0: think it, it fits uh, the idea of a spiritual successor makes sense on mobile.
2: For sure, but I've been playing uh, The World Ends With You on an Amazon Fire tablet, and it just fits on there so well.
0: Yeah, please break World Ends With Two.
2: Yes, please. Uh...
0: That's a good title. You can use that title.
2: Anyway, uh, let's see. Next question: Which RPG fanbase has the most passionate fans? What about non-RPG fan base in gaming? Not the largest, just the most devoted. Interesting.
0: Most devoted fan base. Uh, I feel like you would probably have people like with daggers at each other's throats for something. So I don't want to know that level of devotion. <laughs>
2: Trying to think of for this like the most positive fan base, which is a hard thing to figure. Yeah, out. those are rare. Uh, there fan is bases. there is like that heavy heavily fan based series. I don't know how to pronounce it. Toho, 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 which is pretty interesting. Although only some of the games there are RPGs, so that doesn't really very, very count.
0: few. It's primarily a shooter franchise,
2: so I would say that for the non-RPGs.
0: Yeah, I don't, don't want to like like Toho is like a thing I've seen adjacency to, and like Toho fan like the point where I saw like oh here's a pair of Toho girls but they're like reenacting a Tom and Jerry episode it's like no I'm I'm out what excuse me I'm, I'm excuse no, me I'm out. Well,
2: I was I just picked up the rope like. Because hey, roguelike, on, gross. Hey, I
0: play. well, gross like, whatever, man. Roguelikes uh, are for gross people.
2: So, it's for like the most devoted RPG fan base? Um, that's tough. It just seems like any fan base of any sort of RPG reaches some point where they just become disgruntled. So I'm gonna yeah, go. like I'm gonna go with Saga fans.
0: <laughs> we're they're, we're we're still too small to be anything other than sort of sad.
2: Yeah, and you know I think we rejoice whenever there's good news. Like um, Legend of Legacy came over, and there seemed to be a lot of Saga fans celebrating that fact and enjoying the game and not
0: being like you know. I feel like if we got the alliance alive, there would be great rejoicing. Yeah, I still have hopes for that. Yeah, maybe a three. Oh, please.
2: Well, unfortunately, Atlas's three uh, D S plate seems rather full at the moment. That
0: doesn't mean that there can't be someone else that does it. Don't you? Yeah, don't you crush my dreams?
2: I, I I don't want to crush them. I'm just you know looking at that trio of games which. Uh, surely a lot of work
0: like, thats for other devoted fan bases the mother fan base probably but they're also kind of psychopaths so you know yeah.
2: tails fans well
0: oh, no, let's not talk okay, about that okay, we're, okay. we're done ranting about that <laughs>
2: Disgaea fans, which are pretty interesting, but. It seems like.
0: I don't see much of the actual Disgaea fan base
2: yeah, at this point. I wouldn't really call it devoted anyway.
0: It's, it's more like to be devoted, you have to have some question as to your own future. <laughs> and at this point, like. The one thing that you can guarantee from this until it dies is oh, there's another sky in development.
2: Uh, maybe the Fire Emblem fan base pre awakening.
0: Yeah, they uh, got pretty they got pretty devoted, but now they're just angry.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and I don't understand why. Uh, oh my god, because we're, someone's
0: we're, playing Fire Emblem. Oh my god, like. we're
2: getting all the Fire Emblem. I'm so angry.
0: It's uh, Okay, I'm going to put this to you pretty pretty convincingly. Someone is playing Fire Emblem wrong. That's true. Oh my god, filthy casuals. Casual mode made Fire Emblem better for everyone.
2: That's true. Even me, who liked them pre-awakening? And also, we're getting all of them now. Have I pointed
0: yeah. that out? Yeah. You, you did. We did okay. not get new mystery of the emblem, or we somehow got a remake of Fire Emblem Gaiden, but not new mystery of the emblem. Yeah, I think that's okay. I that's think, fine. But I it's think it'll we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, but it's hilarious in the context of like Fire Emblem fandom, where Gaiden was like, "Oh, that's the thing that we don't talk about." <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like there's a, there's a lot of. Cases to be made for really frighteningly devoted fan bases, so I don't want to think about it too much. Uh,
2: well, in that case, let me flip it around and ask the question: What is the craziest RPG fan base?
0: Again, it's probably Mother. For good and for good oh, and yeah, ill, they're the craziest.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: You basically got mentioned in a Nintendo E3 thing.
0: Yeah, like, that's the degree of, like, froth we're at here. Where it's, like, Nintendo itself, like, made in an official capacity a joke about how often they receive the question, Why haven't you localized Mother Tree? Even though the the answer is obvious. Because you fuckers didn't buy EarthBound! Yeah, like the closest, (laughs) like the only thing that will get us Mother 3 is if they got a huge return on Earthbound on New 3DS and or Wii U.
2: I bought it on both. Did you people?
0: I bought it on Wii U. I didn't really need to play it again that quickly.
2: I also bought Earthbound's ear, even though I actually have no interest whatsoever in playing Earthbound's ear. That's not a very It's quite antiquated.
0: It wasn't, it wasn't a great game at the time. (laughs) (laughs) No. It came out alongside some of the real late NES-era RPGs, at which point you kind of expected something that was less of a Dragon Quest 2 clone. Prove me wrong, children. Prove me wrong. They can't. I had to go for the Simpsons cut there. yeah i've ranted about them on the fan base enough i like i can't think of another one that's like that level of like we made like 50 million unofficial strategy guides and sent them to like 15 different nintendo employees hoping that it would fix things
2: (laughs) all right let's see what we got here next i'll come back to strawberry eggs question but I final questions. How does Nintendo manage to not devalue its own first party titles? See, I actually read this wrong the first time I saw this and thought he was asking how they devalue their first party. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah, which I would have been like, "What?" So, okay, <laughs> yes. Good, good. Many of your, many of their games stay full price much longer than most titles. Is this because of flat uh, because of a lack of third-party titles, even their handheld games retain value, and there is plenty of third-party there. What can Square learn from? Al- uh, whoops, that's the next question. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's a totally different question. Uh, as for the first question, the answer is that they don't pump out a sequel. Like that's yeah. that's part of it. Like Nintendo is content. Like you know, there's a Mario Kart for your for the system. Why aren't there two Mario Karts? There's no need to sell a second Mario Kart because people buying this system will buy the new Mario Kart. Well, Like, will buy the Mario Kart. Like, y- if you just keep selling it, if the game is that good and there's no way to replicate the experience otherwise, people will keep buying it. Yeah. Breath of the Wild will still be something that you can buy on your Switch when the Switch is dying. Like... Super Mario... Like, you can still buy Mario Kart Wii in Walmarts.
2: Yep. And people are probably s- still buying
0: it. Yeah, I have seen it there in, like, in the past few months. And it's just like, what? <laughs> and it turns out that, like, people will buy it. Like, Guys, you don't... that's not a great Mario Kart, Damn it! It's fine. It's fine. It's nice. It's, it's... It's not the best because Mario Kart 8 is right there. But it's fine. But, like, that's just kind of the thing. Like, a lot of it is just that a lot of companies see a successful game, and it's like, I can't maintain shelf space for this. Like, it's too set in the idea of, like, okay, the way that you capitalize on this is you make a sequel. And that sequel takes this old game's place on the shelf, And, you know, you discount the old copies of the old game to try to, like, incentivize customers to get into the franchise. And Nintendo's idea is, you already know what Nintendo's games are. Nintendo does not have to tell you what its games are. And so part of the benefit is just that they've been a a visible figure in the industry for so long. Mm -hmm. But it's also just the fact that, like, there's a strict maintenance of the idea of, Yeah, Nintendo games are premium products and waiting for them to go down in price means waiting six, seven, ten years. (laughs) Mario Kart Wii is probably ten years old at this point. (laughs) But like even that like that's a bit of an outlier even by Nintendo standards, but like you know, something like you like part of it is again that resolute refuse like there you're not gonna get another one that's going to drive this one's price down. And you're not going to get, like, just a natural price drop unless the game sold really badly. But if it's sold the way that most Nintendo games sell, it's going to sit on the shelf and it's going to be, like, $60 until the earth rots. (laughs) And, like, that's, like, that inertia (laughs) causes those games to maintain value as much as anything. It's like, you you can't get it elsewhere. What are you going to do?
2: Yep. I'm thinking of something like, I think uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii U is still like $50. Although it now comes with the DLC at
0: least. Yeah, but uh, at the same time you're still looking at uh, the, a launch game for a system that was not a success. Yeah. <laughs> you can still buy that. New, and it's still going to cost you 60 bucks. And hey, it's still pretty awesome. Yeah, it's still a great Mario game. Like you didn't get a different version on the Wii U at any stage, because like, what else would you like? You didn't need a new one; you got the one that comes out on Wii U. And like, you, there might be one for Switch. Like, we might see another new Super Mario Brothers Switch, but like, it was not necessary to make another new Super Mario Brothers game on Wii U. Because like, there's only so many of those a person needs.
2: New Switchio Brothers.
0: I don't. I feel like that dilutes the brand. New Switchio brothers. Yeah, because yes. their names. Their names not Switchio. It's a me Switchio. That sounds no. <laughs> that sounds terrifying.
2: Anyway, I was gonna say when on, in the cases when they do do like the Nintendo Selects, it usually feels like this awesome, amazing, tremendous value. Like you can get uh, Super Mario Galaxy two for twenty bucks and that yeah. is... Like, also
0: the idea that Super Mario Galaxy 2 is still on shelves. Yeah, and it may I add
2: I have finally started playing that game recently and it is, pardon my it's swearing, tremendous. it's fucking awesome.
0: It's tremendous. It's like... My that was God. the other thing. Like, Mario Galaxy 2 was Nintendo sensing that there was enough demand for more Mario Galaxy that they could continue to sell both of them side by side. Yeah, that's... That's pretty Because, crazy. like, Mario Galaxy 2 was not going to obsolete Mario Galaxy 1 because you still want, like, if you played one, you still wanted more so you could still buy the other. <laughs> Mario Galaxy 2 is now seven years old, still can be found on store shelves new in places, and it's just, like, on a system Sorry. that's been displaced by, like, five years It's, yeah, it's nuts that it exists, like, again, part of it, I think, is just that they keep manufacturing new copies of old games. Yeah. Like, a lot of companies, like, make a tremendous volume, like, first print, and then, like, okay, that should cover everyone who will ever be interested in this game. And, like, then, you know, five, six months later, oh, well, there aren't any more new copies, like... They sold through everyone that that they figured would buy it, and now you can find it on the used market for like eh, probably 20 30 bucks cheaper than it was when it was new, because yep. it's old. Foods. You
2: uh, know what? And, and on the flip side of this too, Nintendo isn't afraid to like just kind of cut a game when it obviously was not a success.
0: Yeah, like I think uh, the the real tragedy is stuff like people people wanted a new Sin and Punishment for years, and then Nintendo actually, like, commissioned one, Sin and Punishment Star Successor, and that game was, like, $5 within, like, a month. Yeah. and then you'll s- Like, the degree that they will aggressively mark down something that did not sell yeah. is uh, illuminating. And
2: you'll, you'll see games like uh, Fire Emblem Wii, which is pretty rare to find, because obviously it did not sell great. I, mean, I Yeah. I got my copy. Although that, was, that was a much
0: less... That was a much less aggressive Nintendo print run because Fire Emblem was already kind of on thin ice. But yeah, yeah. it's true.
2: But there's some cases like that, like um, I think like uh, the Yoshi's Island game for DS is a little rare, which probably probably didn't sell great.
0: That game sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Don't play games by umbrella.
2: Ouch. Yeah, I did not. What do you want me to say?
0: I think that's an Umbrella, it might be our tune. There was a new,
2: wasn't there, was it called new? Yoshi's, Yoshi's Island? New Island. Yoshi's New Island, which seemed to completely vanish. But hey, um, why would you it, it, want to was, play that it, it a, over
0: Yoshi's it was Woolly an World an anyway? Select for some stage. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, see. Yoshi's, okay. woolly Yoshi's Woolly I... World is pretty awesome, so just play that yeah, instead.
0: You, yeah, Yoshi's Woolly World is good. Uh, Yoshi's Island DS sucks Yoshi's New Island is not awful but it's I, kind I of think you think I think you're right that was a select wasn't it yeah uh, okay. and it was made by the reincarnation of Artoon Arzest
2: a creative name a very creative name
0: I am convinced that the only reason that Artune and Arzest ever got as many contracts as they did was that they had Naoto Tooshima on the payroll <laughs> Who, if you do not know, is the character designer that created the look and feel of Sonic the Hedgehog.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, that's... Speaking yeah.
2: of that, the new Sonic game looks quite interesting.
0: There are two of those you could be talking about, and it would be correct for both. Yes. Yes, there. they both look quite that's, good. That's, that is the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got to move on here. Uh, what can Square learn from Atlas? Shrink your budget sometimes. Yeah. But I think that's what they're in the process of learning with things like Tokyo RPG Factory.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, which uh, the next game coming out of there looks... It's like... Uh, okay, What's that this? one called? I forget. It's like, oh, it's another, hey, this is like Chrono Trigger game, but whatever. I like, oh, it's it's
0: Lost Sphere, where Sphere is spelled S-P-H-E-A-R. Fancy. Yeah, like, I... I want to care more about what Tokyo RPG Factory makes. I like the idea of like, kind of dialing back and trying to make a classically styled RPG. But currently their output is very, like, Hey, remember that game you like better than this. There's <laughs> you know, not, not a good place to start. Like, when you're slavishly imitating Chrono Trigger to that degree and you keep bringing it up during press tours, it's just like, That's not an invitation that basically anyone wants... Like, that's not a comparison anyone wants to invite. It's, you're going to lose. Yep. Like, unless you are one of the best games of all time, you're going to lose in a comparison with Chrono Trigger. And you should not invite it unless you, like... Just saying, like... Because there's so many, like, indie and AAA RPGs that have dashed themselves against the rocks, thinking, like... Yes, we will try to make a Chrono Trigger game, and it's just like no, you you could not pull that off because like you could not put lightning in the bottle. Square couldn't put lightning in the bottle. Chrono Cross is a mess. Like, yeah, it's it's ugh. it's not it's
2: not like a kind of a pure gameplay thing. Like you know, you have New Super Mario Brothers, where but you know Mario's like this just core gameplay thing, so it's pretty easy to go and make something that reminds you of the old thing and still be really good. Chrono Trigger was not just like the gameplay. It was this complete package. So, yeah. and, unless you actually end up with this that complete package, which is very unlikely, then you're setting yourself up for extreme failure.
0: Yeah. Remove any individual element from Chrono Trigger and inspect it, and it's a very complica- competently executed example of the form, but it is not by itself amazing.
2: Right. It's... It's the whole package. The story, yeah. the music, the art style, the combat, and then yeah. how it all fits together so well. The pacing? Yep, the pacing, for sure.
0: Like, it, it, like Chrono Trigger existed at a time where you had to cut things both just because there wasn't space, but also, like, the game is known to have had things cut out of it to make the game fast. And... That's noticeable by virtue of the fact that there's no fat on that animal. Yep. It is a lean machine. Yeah. Like, purpose-built to take you from point to point and never make you feel like you're wasting time getting from major plot beat to major plot beat. It is, like... It might not be your favorite game, but it is one of the handful that I would say is the closest to being actually perfect. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, like, you could not remove things from it without diminishing its quality. There, I said it. Yeah. There's a handful of games that are like that. Like, Resident Evil Four is a game that I feel I like could not m- remove things from it without making it worse. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um,
2: as for other things they could take from Atlas, I mean, well, I also want to point out that. Uh, is that game, Project Octopath, or Octopath Traveler, Octopath Trap. It also seems like another lower-budget type thing. Yeah,
0: yeah but like it's made by Dynamite Silicon World. Studios, so I have difficulty. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind it. Man, what a murderer's row of games I wanted to like. <laughs> they also did 3D game heroes. The
2: other thing I was kind of thinking of is you know if you look at the Shin Megami Tensei series, and I know Persona doesn't technically really have the SMT. Logo on like anymore,
0: none but... of them in Japan. None of them ever had the Shin Megami Tensei okay. logo. Like you just like they they put them on there because it's not as obvious to us that right. oh, this is a spinoff.
2: Right. What I'm getting at is that whole conglomerate of titles feel more tightly knit than the variety of Final Fantasy games. And this is coming from someone that's liked the vast majority of Final Fantasy titles they put out. Um, not Except, you know, things like Final Fantasy Explorers. Uh, or 13.2. 13. 13.2. Uh, uh, 13 um, <laughs> the hurt in your voice there was palpable. Yeah. Uh, but I feel there's a lot of games in that whole series that just there's a lot of disconnect. And, you know, as much as I look at the main series titles... And they all see, feel very Final Fantasy. I can definitely get when people, you know, look at some very some some of the newer games or some of the side games and wonder how is this Final Fantasy? And I think to some extent, the series is, I guess, has a bit of an identity crisis. Is what I'm getting at.
0: I'd say like the the bigger issue, like quote unquote issue, is that Final Fantasy has doesn't have a core identity, and it
2: and. Maybe that's a problem.
0: Like, that's a problem when you're trying to make spin-offs, but it's very freeing when you're making actual sequels. The problem is when, like, the ones that feel the worst tend to be the ones that try to assert an idea of Final Fantasy as Final Fantasy is this.
1: Hmm.
0: Like, a game that searches for an identity that it's not going to find. Like... The, like... Final Fantasy Explorers is a game that is essentially asserting Final Fantasy... Final Fantasy's identity is this bestiary and some jobs.
1: Hmm.
0: And the problem is that you put those all together, you still don't feel like Final Fantasy. Like, you're just... It's just a Final Fantasy branded version of a different game. It's like getting a Pez dispenser. (laughs) Like... The games that feel strongest within the Final Fantasy brand to me are games that, like, defined RPGs because their identities were so strong. Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy Tactics is, you know, like, tactical RPGs are still compared to, like, oh, it's like Final Fantasy Tactics, but... Like, or just even, like, Final Fantasy four six yep. seven ten I don't like 10, but 10 was a huge, like defined rpgs for years like final fantasy 15 feels to me like another one that like it might not define rpgs for years but like it created an identity of itself and it uses references to final fantasy very often very commonly but they are not what create the substance of its identity
2: so i guess maybe the problem is just there is something there it's just no one quite knows how to pin it down, so sometimes... I don't think you can pin it, it down without can't. it breaking. Yeah. You probably can't, and...
0: Like, it, it's just one of those things where, like, it's going to depend a lot on lightning in a bottle, and it's lightning in a bottle <laughs> that can't be captured. Sorry. <laughs> but, like, it's still one of those things where it's, like... it's It's... It's uh for to quote the uh the like to, to pull up uh a bit of a old saw in US law. Uh the obscenity test is literally I know it when I see it. <laughs> I shall not today further at- attempt to further define the kinds of material I understand to be embraced within that shorthand description hardcore pornography. And perhaps I could never succeed in intelligibly doing so. But I know it when I see it, and this motion picture involved in this case is not that. Like, th- that's actually a very important, like, legal statute in the U.S. But, uh, like, th- I-, I feel like Final Fantasy kind of is that. And like no amount of dolling it up with Moogles and Cactors is going to make me think, yes, this feels like Final Fantasy. It's going to be something that comes out in the experience of playing it. Hmm. And you can you can stretch Final Fantasy into things that don't art that do not artificially resemble Final Fantasy. Like for another thing, like Lost Odyssey was a game that a lot of people like, said, yes, this feels like Final Fantasy. Even though, like... And it references Final Fantasy constantly. Like, it's got a party makeup that's very Final Fantasy IV. Like, it references it tons. But that's not what makes people think this feels like Final Fantasy. I don't know. I just... I, like, that's how it registers to me. We, we went off-topic here. Like, off-topic self. No, that's so. pretty much on-topic. But Yeah. Like, like, the thing about Shin Megami Tensei is that it has, I guess, a consistent artistic tone. Like, and you can tell when it's deliberately deviating from its normal artistic tone. Like, when you get Devil Children slash Demi Kids, it's like, oh, this is very specifically taking Shin Megami Tensei and deviating it in a fashion to make it more children-esque. But, like and Final Fantasy I guess what I'm getting at Final Fantasy does have some sort of artistic tone even if I couldn't define it as cleanly as I could Shin Megami Tensei but there is like an intangible Final Fantasy-ness that like makes it so that I like this is a situation where I don't know that they can learn from Atlas on this because I don't know that you can define this after the fact and I feel like a lot of their missteps have been trying to define what Final Fantasy is after the fact hmm like you get something like, say, Final Fantasy twelve, which is an excellent Final Fantasy game and has an amazing identity, but it's also like Evil East games are are and feel like a separate piece. Like an Evil game is always going to feel different from the more standard Final Fantasy. It's true. Just because it, it was so defined by Yasumi Matsuno and his, like, I- world ideas. It's fascinating. Like, what is Final Fantasy is a question that we could probably debate for hours and never come to a satisfactory conclusion. So we'll save that for another time. If someone asks for this again, I will hate them and then probably talk about it for hours. <laughs>
2: we will hate them and, yes, then debate debate for hours and present so, our, yeah, sure. present our someone, thesis.
0: The second that Final Fantasy 16 gets shown, like, someone asks that, and, like, I'll hate you forever, but we'll do it.
2: <laughs> Alright. Um, other things they could learn from Atlas: Localizing
0: saga games? Fine, like, find a, what what is a niche audience and how you can serve that without, like, breaking the bank.
2: Yeah serve your niche think, audience.
0: Yeah, like I think one of their one of their issues is and one of the issues that may befall the bravely series is that they saw Other than bravely being default terrible games. Okay, I'm I'm leaving aside my personal feelings because <laughs> I know that a lot of people love these games. They saw that bravely default did well and thought immediately there is a hunger for this brand that we can grow into being a more mainstream brand. Whereas when Atlas sees the success of Persona, their thought process is, there's a hunger for this brand, we can feed that hunger. And then Persona becomes a series, like a a much bigger series over the course of, like, years just by virtue of the fact that, like, those fans evangelize successfully and eventually the series just grows but it was never made with the idea of like we need to make a new game that is for people who have not played the old game
1: Mm.
0: always 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 like the new persona first of all was meant to uh, be interesting to fans of like persona 3 was a new was a new beginning But Persona 4 was made for people who were interested, who had enjoyed Persona 3 and wanted more. And the fact that it was a better take on that formula naturally drew more people in. And then you go from a game
2: series that is difficult to find to being able to walk into a target and pick up a copy of
0: Persona 5. And that's really weird. That's so weird. It's quite weird. Like I remember like scouring shelves to try to find Persona 3. Uh, Because
2: like Weirder than that was walking in, seeing Disgaea Five
0: for Switch. Yeah, I, I like know, that. That is the benefit are, of being near launch. Yeah,
2: I know there aren't a ton of Switch games. It just it's still very strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> like Disgaea has been around forever, and I'm used to having to get it online or pre-order it at GameStop or something. Like you're not going to get it elsewhere. So it is still super weird to see it on like a major store shelf because like. And even though it is in the confluence of circumstances of this new system is more successful than we expected, start stocking more games for it, what games are there to stock? Okay, this we'll put this on there. Still weird. Yeah, still super weird. But yeah, Persona. So, uh, yeah. Also, I don't know, freaking rip off the social sim elements. Everyone else did. Yeah. Final Fantasy X was supposed to have those. Final Fantasy, se- Fantasy VII was supposed to have those. Both aborted it partway through because they decided that they wanted to focus on what the characters actually were. And I guess that's part of identity and like that whole identity thing I was talking about. Where like...
2: Yeah, I think it... I, I don't know. It would obviously have to be pretty different because I guess one thing you can well, it would be a spinoff. Yeah. Well, one thing you can pin down about like the mainline Final Fantasy games is like epic world-saving quest. Yeah. So but, it'd be like, I think it'd be harder to fit it into that.
0: Well, the point I was making is that FF7 and FF10 both have vestigial social elements in them.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: Not the same way, but like in the sense of like you build up friendships with your party members, and the game reacts to who you're obviously favoring. But like they cut they cut it out of both of those because well, there was an, the characters were defined in such a way that they had predefined relationships that like crossed past where you were the kind of interactions you could have with the game as a player. It would be mildly interesting to see them actually, like, not, like, like, actually allow that to reach a culmination point in an actual game rather than, like, show these two systems that, like, oh, you reach a point at, like, Gold Saucer where you go on a date and whoever you've, like, given the most potions to and had in the party the most is the one you go with. Or FF tens like, oh, a couple of scenes you will like choose who you're going to talk to, and like that will affect who you go on a snowmobile with and who throws the ball during Titus's last overdrive. <laughs> it's arbitrary. It's weird. Like, it's it's weird to think that those got as far enough into the game that they didn't just cut them entirely. That is quite weird. But yeah, like, I, I think that it would be interesting to see a spin-off that actually did try to go for a smaller-scale story. I think that's one of the ways that Atlas keeps its budgets down, is by like, oh, how do we keep it down? Well, like there's only like 12 environments here. <laughs> Persona 5 feels absolutely massive compared to Persona 4, and it still has a tiny world map. Yeah. But it's a dense world map, and it's a detailed one, and that means a lot. You can do a lot with less, as they say. Yeah. That's how you use it. But it's also, like, where the budget's going. I mean, like, a yeah. lot of money has to go into writing if you choose to go that route. A lot more, like a much broader script. But yeah. So, yeah, those are the things that, like... There's our giant compare-contrast atlas and square. Yeah. What could Square what could Atlas learn from Square? I don't know. Have way more money. <laughs> way more money.
2: Not be owned by Sega, I guess.
0: That would be a nice know. thing. If Sega's going to keep being what if Sega like I guess I should say to both Sega and Atlas not be owned by like Aruse. Yeah. I forget who owns them. I think it's Aruse. It's some like giant pachinko conglomerate. Universal Entertainment Corporation. Aruse has changed its name too. Oh, no, wait, they were the ones that bought SMK. Okay, okay. What heartless Pachinko conglomerate owns Sega? I'm going to Google that precise phrase. (laughs) Pachinko conglomerate owns Sega. Oh, it's Sammy. Of course it's Sammy.
2: Oh, sorry, Sega Sammy.
0: Yeah, Sega Sammy Holdings. And just... Just nothing but Pachislo in terms of like the m- major parts of their operation, <laughs> amusement center operation, amusement machine sales, Pachislo and Pachinko sales. Oh man, they're having like there. There's been uh, let's see, yeah, they've been hitting a bit of a downturn in terms of Pachislo sales the past few years. Hmm. Then again, this like, these are hella inconsistent. This must be terrifying to try to work with. Sorry, Oh, never mind. Uh, no, this is very interesting. I hope that the I hope that somewhere in the world there's like a Spartan total warrior Pachislo machine. <laughs> they own they own freaking Creative Assembly. They could. Don't surprise me. It's oh a football God. manager one. Oh God. Okay, moving on. Moving on.
2: All right, so, oh, that's right. Question. It seems to me that an increasing number of RPGs are using the multiverse to explain the connections between games. Nintendo seems to have gotten especially fond of this with The Legend of Zelda, Pokemon, and Fire Emblem. Does Pokemon really do? do you know what? Never mind. Yeah, no, it kind of does, actually. That's weird.
0: There's references in some of the more recent games that, like, more explicitly canonize the idea that, like, like say, Ruby and Sapphire are essentially parallel universes. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, that's...
2: That's kind of weird. But interesting. Um, and Fire Emblem, which games do you find use the multiverse to be... Which games do you find the use of the multiverse to be interesting or well done? Which ones does it just seem to be lazy writing?
0: Like I, I feel like the, the important thing for all of those is that none of them are so hinged on the fact that it's a multiverse to make everything make sense like probably the I'm trying to think which one actually uses it most to try to explain away a plot detail and I can't think of any of them that really like, all of them keep multiverses a very background concept like if you were to play an individual game in those franchises for the most part it doesn't matter like Fire Emblem has brought it the closest to the forefront because it's got like Xenologs and paralogs and all those things that are yeah. like, oh, why is this here? Well, like, we needed a way. F- like, we sent your child to a pocket dimension so they could come back, old enough to fight.
2: Yeah, I'd say that was kind of my. Uh, this seems kind of lazy thing, because it, yeah, that's it,
0: it's yeah.
2: It really felt like okay, we need this relationship system from the last game. How do we do this? in a game that doesn't involve time-traveling, and it just felt really stupid.
0: Yeah, they could not come up with a good way to make that work, but they really wanted the mechanic back, so... I don't completely blame them, because there's no way to make that mechanic work, no. but it was obviously a really popular one, because, like, it's that's not a relationship you see explored very often. Like, you saw this, this character single, married, and with a grown child is not a common relationship to be explored. No. And so there's very few ways to make that work without doing going full like genealogy of the holy war, and even that doesn't really hit all of the same notes because like that's generational in the sense that like oh the old characters are dead or not capable of fighting anymore, <laughs> like that's like fantasy star three generations of doom as opposed to like this uh, what's strange that bring situation. That game up? Come on, <laughs> listen it's. That game is would be amazing if it wasn't made by people who didn't know how to make it. I what are you even saying? <laughs> My argument is that if that game was made by a team as wealth who was as good at their job as the team that made Fantasy Star Four, it would be amazing. I guess. Conceptually it's incredibly interesting. And In execution is total crap. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing okay, with you. Okay. I didn't enjoy playing it at all. But I finished it, and I could see what could have been an amazing game. Instead, I got, this city is too evil to be allowed to stand. Okay. Also, a, a bunch of, like, like, there's so many bad endings to that game. All of them are, like, two seconds long, and all of them are insane. That's we true. went back in time and formed, and and became Earth. What? That's one of the endings. What? great, you love it. I don't. (laughs) But yeah, no, that's uh, going back to the multiverse question. Like, I feel like Zelda and Pokemon are deft in the sense that neither of them needs the multiverse to explain itself. Yeah. The only time the multiverse ever enters Zelda is if you have to have an idea of how each game correlates to the other ones. But generally, a Zelda game is only going to reference the other games that are relevant to its plot, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, like um
2: most of them uh reference Ocarina of Time because most of them take place after Ocarina of Time.
0: Yeah, cuz like Ocarina of Time was set up as the first one. And it's it's not the first one anymore, but for the longest time it was the first one. Yeah. But like even like something like Wind Waker which, you know, it's, you know, kind of an impre- a a key to this whole like this can't coexist with other ones because we have like water hell, water world hell uh like in wind waker it starts out with the most explicit knowledge you will ever need to know about a prior zelda game once upon a time there was a hero ocarina of time happened hero went away ganon came back hero book hero go bye bye yeah bad stuff happened in in like 30 seconds, it explains to you everything you will ever need to know based on prior knowledge of a Zelda game, which is to say, a Zelda game happened, then Ganon came back, and there was no Zelda game there, and then there's a problem. (laughs) Like, multiverses as a structure are either going to be just a narrative crutch, or they're going to be the entire focal point of the game, and incredibly confusing. Like... Didn't the uh, sweetening game for DS
2: involve a multiverse?
0: Uh, yes, Tear Crease introduced a multiverse. Uh, I think multiverse might have existed in some form in the canon before that. I'm not. I
2: think, it's, I think there were some minor references.
0: Yeah, there were references to it. Tear Crease brought it to the forefront. Woven Web of Century, Century, as far as I can tell, also uses the multiverse as part of its plot. Again it worked better when, like, there was this concept of, like, infinite worlds and infinite possibilities, but it was not explicitly required in the story that infinite worlds and infinite possibilities had happened. The most, like, deft use of a multiverse I've seen in fiction recently is, and I'm gonna, like, date this by, like, referencing something that very contemporarily airs is, like, Rick and Morty, if you've ever seen that. I have not. It's a cartoon show. It's by like it's yeah. The point is, it's an adult swim show. It's by the what? It's co-created by like a guy who did. Here's a reference point you would understand. The voice of Lemongrab in Adventure Time and uh, unacceptable. Guy, yeah, that guy voice. <laughs> that guy co-created it and voices both of its main characters. That's bizarre. Uh, <laughs> But it's co-created along with the guy who made Community, which also has a bunch, which also likes to occasionally contemplate the multiverse in a very strange fashion. Hmm. But uh, Rick and Morty con- like glues itself together with the multiverse by essentially going with the reasonable uh, concept of disinterest in like the multiverse as a whole, because the only thing that matters is the characters that you're following, because they're the char- version of the characters you care about. Hmm. And like there's a point in like a first season episode where they completely destroy the planet and decide that the only way to fix it is to go to another universe and just take the place of the versions of them that were there. <laughs> it's amazing. That's pretty amazing. And I do recommend you watch this show. It's like 20 episodes so far, but uh I forgot It's good also things. Yeah, but it's it's also like it is the understanding that the multiverse as a concept creates the inclination in the viewer or the player that your version of the characters doesn't matter and the only way to... And, like, that is that is the real risk. Like, there's narrative contravances that I think are just like, ugh, find something else you can do. But, like, the real risk is creating the idea of, like, oh, there's infinite versions of this. This doesn't matter. And, like, the only way to make that, to neutralize that concept is to go full bore into, it matters because it's the version you've seen. That's mm. all that. that's the only thing that can matter. Sorry, that's, that's kind of the philosophical concept of multiverses and how dangerous they can be to a fictional narrative. Yeah. As for, as for just lazy uses of it, some of the Super Robot Wars games that you, like, I don't, like, I, I generally prefer when they don't use multiverses. Like, a lot of them just, like, oh, everything's always existed in the same universe, and that's kludgy, but at the same time, it's more fun. When it's, like, multiverses, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. I feel like that's kind
2: of a whole crossover game thing that gets kind of lazy.
0: Yeah, like, Project Crosszone does it, too, and I understand why it does it, but it's, like, it's less fun that way. Like... Because then it turns a lot of the introductions into everyone has to introduce their franchise. And I understand why you do that with a giant crossover, because no one because no one but Me or Wheels knows who Vacheron is. But like at the same time A single tear just rolled down my face. <laughs> I know. But at the same time, like I want to see the characters interact. I don't want a history lesson on where all of them came from. Yeah. So that's 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 the only time where it, like, actually bothers me. Like, I understand the rock and hard place that Fire Emblem Fates was in, and I, I will accept it, even though I roll my eyes at it.
2: Yeah, it was such... it's
0: basically a minor part of the game, so I didn't really care. It's like, oh, oh, whatever. It was an excuse to show these... the children of these characters. Yeah. As long as you don't make it the crux of the plot, we're fine. Yeah. Um, I think one
2: place where it's I often like what they do there, but sometimes it's either bat, batshit crazy or just bad, Is comic books do a lot of interesting things with multiverses, and a lot of really bad things with multiverses.
0: There's a reason that multiverse plots are often described as, this is like a comic book.
2: Yeah. Uh, but similarly, um, the TV show The Flash, that's cur- currently out... Uh, does a bit with multiverses, but they use it for a very specific purpose, in my opinion, and that purpose is to do a lot of interesting comic book things that, if they did them all in, like, their one world, would kind of break things. So, like, they can introduce uh, characters that might not necessarily fit in the one world, because it's, oh, they're from this other world. Um... Like, you kn- they brought in um, Jay Garrick, like the the, the other Flash, as a, a, a character from another universe, and it was actually really cool. And and they do a lot of things like that. I'm specific- specifically trying to avoid any real spoilers here, because uh, I certainly encourage people to watch the show, The Flash, and don't want to ruin it for anyone. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's one... One instance where I really like what they've done with it. And the other TV show would be uh, Fringe, which specifically just did, like, um, one other world and kind of, like, the consequences of, you know, actually crossing between those two worlds. The real lesson of multiverses is don't be sliders. Right. Oh, sliders. (laughs) <laughs> See, that's that's a concept for an RPG I've always wanted because uh, this is actually a thing uh, my friends and I used to do with the D&D campaign where, you know, each session you'd be in a new world, somebody else would be a, it'd be a DM uh, be a, you know, the DM and tell a different story and but you'd keep using the same characters and slide between all these different worlds. I think that's ones. called Planescape at this point. <laughs> nah. No. I, I think it would have to go beyond that, but I, I think there's a landscape goes everywhere,
0: or it can. You just have to. Yeah. Meh.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's a cool idea, a cool concept for an RPG there, or something. I really did. I mean, then they can they can keep it just like um, sliders itself, and just go to different different instances of the same world, like a bunch, like not. Chrono Cross and keep it to one tiny little island.
0: Yeah, well, Chrono Cross is one of those things we were discussing of trying to do a lot with a little, but like got too big for its britches and just made a bunch of irrelevant garbage.
2: (laughs) I still think it's a fine game. It's just a nonsensical story. Yeah, yeah. Alright, um... Wow, that was a lot for that small number of questions. Shall we... They were really good questions. Thank yeah. you, Budai and Strawberry Eggs. Yeah, thank you. Shall we uh, go through some E3 talk before I
0: fall asleep? Yeah, do it. All right. So Please we... insert some random Castlevania he- music here. I'm playing a lot of Rondo of Blood.
2: <laughs> All right, so let's just go through the three big ones, and then we can talk about any of the minor... And no, I don't want to say minor. Any of the third parties we might want to talk about.
0: Like, they are relatively minor in the sense that, like, true,
2: true.
0: whatever comes out of them is not going to be as earth shattering as what a first party can pump out, just because, like, they're almost never going to be exclusive if they're announced at a third party conference.
2: <laughs> so, let's start with the one I don't expect very
0: much of, and that's Microsoft. Microsoft is going to be all about Scorpio. Uh,
2: so, let's move on to Sony. Nope, too bad. <laughs> so. Uh, t- 343 has already said that Halo 6 will not be shown at E3. They might do, like,
0: a teaser anyway.
2: But that just makes me think, like, they're really hurting at this point for first-party titles. Why did you cancel Scalebound? Like, like you look at the Xbox, you look at the PS4, and in my opinion, the reason the PS4, as far as I know, is still, like, doing fantastic
0: sales-wise. Top dog, by, top, top dog by a wide margin, I believe, just past 61 million units. Damn. Yeah, but I mean, you just look like at... Like, it's going to outsell the PS3 and it's not even going to be funny. Uh,
2: you, let's say, you know, you look at recent months where RP Gamer had um, three 5 out of 5 games. Guess how many of those games were on PS4? Two out
0: let's of three. <laughs> yep, and one of them was Breath of the Wild. So the rest were irrelevant. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, one of them was Persona 5, so...
2: Yeah, Persona 5, Horizon Zero Dawn, and yeah, Zelda Breath of the Wild. So, I I mean, I even look at it like what I'm buying, what myself personally that I'm buying on Xbox One, and outside of Halo, it's like third-party games that either I trust the developer more on, um... A Microsoft Excellent. console because I've been burnt in the past, or it's just like, well, um, <laughs> I need some I could use games something the, to play on. This. I can
0: use something to play on this. Listen, we both need to buy Gears of Four anyway so that we can play. Yeah, that together. I forgot about
2: Gears. Yeah, that uh, um, we probably won't be seeing Gears of Five yet either. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's the, like the backwards compa- compatibility they added was a great feature and seemed to do a lot for them, and then yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Meanwhile, Sony is very busy attempting to spit in your eye if you ask them about (laughs) backwards compatibility. They are,
2: and yet it doesn't matter because there's all these freaking games coming out for
0: PS4 that are exclusive to PS4. It's because they still have the, like, they still have some portion of Japan's loyalty. Yeah. But yeah, like, you'll probably see some impressive, like, essentially tech demo games for Scorpio. But I don't I don't feel like there's really much upward. Of, like, we have kind of hit the breaking point for how much you can do with teams of people.
2: <laughs> yeah. And they've closed. Let's see. Microsoft has closed several studios, uh, including the studio behind what I thought was one of their most successful franchises
0: in Fable. It was. It had not weathered. It weathered a very harsh life, like, after Fable 3. Mm-hmm. It's kind of their own fault. Yeah, but it's also one of those things where it's like it was it was always going to have difficulty continuing to survive. I guess. But yeah, like at this point they have multiple studios that exist to manage a single brand. Like they have the studio yeah. that does Gears of War games, they have the studio that does exist to do Halo games, they have several studios that just do Forza games, which Whenever you think about like the fact that neither of us cares about Forza or Gran Turismo, those games sell crazy. Yeah. So, uh, Crackdown 3 will be neat and have RPG-ish aspects. I am willing to talk about it. <laughs> What's that? Crackdown 3? Oh
2: yeah. I mean, they have a they have enough that it's not like we're talking about the downfall of the Xbox brand or anything. I mean, it's doing well enough. It's more
0: just that they need to find something more to energize them as like, there's still new things on the horizon. Yeah, I mean... And that's, I think, the real damage of canceling Scalebound, because it felt like something new.
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just like the... Uh, I guess I'd call it the, my shooter console, but... yeah. Actually, I've been buying most a lot of. I've been buying a lot of platformers on it for some reason.
0: Because they're always there.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, I mean. It, now you gotta
0: buy Voodoo Vince Remastered.
2: Yeah, it does have, it, It's just got like a few weird things like that that are exclusive too. Like it got um. Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh,
0: that game's really really good. Play that game. It's um, amazing.
2: So it's got like the it. There's a reason to own it. There's some interesting exclusives. It's just, it's not. You look at well, Nintendo's obvious, but you look just look at Sony and think of all the things coming.
0: They've broken <laughs> off a lot of like relations, attempting to make the Xbox a place where you get things exclusively. It's now just sort of a thing where you get things.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and and that's doing okay enough, but you know at some point at some point it's going to start to decline and you know as much as i dislike microsoft not just because they cancel scale bound uh, uh, i mean the system itself is it's it's a nice system so
0: are you still inside mac gaming
2: no no Shh. apple and i are on the outs
0: baby i still love you
2: they can take their home
0: pod and shove it up there. Um, so, shall we move on? Yeah, like I don't, I don't expect that we will see any RPGs from them, no. unless I'm, like, unless something happens that very much surprises me. I'd like to see them bankroll a nice, big-budget RPG because they're one of the companies that has the resources and it fills a hole in their lineup because they don't have many at this point. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I pay know. for Jade Empire too. I'd play it make it slightly less racist <laughs> I love the kung fu
2: movie aesthetic just just give me resonance of fate on backwards compatibility and we'll be all good we'll that might actually great.
0: happen and you won't be able to escape it or just be like
2: okay guys let's let's do banjo kazooie 3 for
0: reals i would enjoy that they'll never do it but i would enjoy it i don't know that rare even like i don't know what rare does anymore <laughs> They're making
2: that pirate. Oh my god, I forgot about that pirate game. Oh, sweet, that finally, the Pirates happening? of Penzance. Is that still happening?
0: What the hell is it even called? I think it's called Sea of Thieves. Eight, oh, I
2: was going to say, is it Age of Booty? But I think that's something else that's, completely. That's the Ratchet and Clank
0: game called Quest for Booty.
2: No, there's actually, I swear there's actually a game called Age of Booty. Why are you
0: bringing up porn be. games on our podcast? I, I don't know. Okay, looking it up, yeah, it's called Sea of Thieves.
2: So maybe we'll see that, I guess.
0: Yeah, like that's still purported to have a twenty seventeen release. I don't believe it, but I, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't freaking know.
2: Still, <laughs> still, the most depressing thing about Rare was seeing Oh Killer Instincts back, and it's like not developed. Not from by, Rare. Not from Rare.
0: <laughs> oh god, they're, they're can't... probably making a Battletoads reboot or something. It's.
2: There can be, there can't be like very many it, people from the original studio there. There, it's it's uh work. no, there's yeah. there's basically uh
0: it's uh, it's Greg Males.
2: <laughs> hey, we got, we got the um rare two point
0: point I don't I don't know what rare two is. You'll have to play Titanic make... games. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Man, I, w- I want that. I want ukulele on my Twitch. Yes Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Greg Mails is basically the sole surviving product of Old Rare. He started there in 1989 and has never left. <laughs> he started when he was 18. Oh my God.
2: Yeah. I hope uh, ukulele did well.
0: Yeah, at um, least well enough that they can continue making ukuleles. I was
2: say the reviews probably didn't help, but you know, that is always a factor.
0: I believe in new Platonic. I would have bought it already, but I'm short on cash and just buying it on the Switch.
2: Hey, as long as you get it. It's all good. Yeah.
0: Well, it's not always all good, because sometimes you buy a game after a company goes out of business and doesn't help anyone. That's true. It's very true. Except maybe they're creditors.
2: Oh hey, ran- completely random aside, I am still amazed and pleased and excited that Darksiders 3 is actually a thing that's happening.
0: Yeah, that's super weird.
2: That's, I can't believe that's, that actually came together. I don't know that that together.
0: counts as an RPG but well, one
2: probably does kind of was. 2 was, for sure, to some extent.
0: I like I mean, how when I put Darksiders 3 into Wikipedia search it did not actually, it gave me Darksiders 2 instead. I mean, Darksiders 2
2: had, like, Diablo-esque loot, so I would definitely put
0: yeah, that one down yeah. as an RPG. It's a, it's a very good game. Like, I felt that it was a stark improvement on its predecessor. Yeah. And I would be willing to believe that Darksiders 3 could do the same. Please yeah. be good.
2: All for that. So, when my wife gave me that Darksiders 2 as a Christmas present, uh, I absolutely hate spiders, as you know. Yeah. So, she relabeled it Dark Spiders <laughs> two, and taped a, a picture of a giant spider on the front of it.
0: That's beautiful, and I want you to high five your wife for me. <laughs> we'll
2: do. Uh, we'll have to see if we get a repeat of that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm two hundred percent. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, but yeah, uh, we could see Dark three at someone's press conference, maybe.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool. And honestly, I probably would I probably will end up buying that on the X Bone because I got the uh.
0: The is a, what the heck is a remastered version
2: of one called?
0: War. I believe it was War Mastered.
2: Whatever it's called, I got that on
0: Xbox. Like one. That's not even a pun, it's just the word war sandwiched in there for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, it's there. You can. See. Yeah, War Mastered Edition. That's a thing. That's not a pun. Uh. Don't pretend that's a
2: pun. Okay, so, I think that's it for Microsoft.
0: Yeah, I can't think of any RPGs that might show up there.
2: Yeah, no real RPGs. I'd love some oddball platformers. I'd love to see um, Cuphead. You still
0: haven't bought Voodoo Vince Remastered. I'll
2: buy it. <laughs> and that weird candle game as well.
0: You'll be forced to play frickin' Torque Prehistoric Punk Remastered. Um. I'm hoping... I could start making up platformers, and you would not be able to tell. It's true. It's true. I'm hoping
2: that game uh, was it Cuphead or yeah, Cuphead. that was, that was ho- true. Hopefully, we see that. That would be. It'd be nice to see that actually, since it's supposed to come out this year.
0: We'll see it. I don't think it comes out this year because they've said it's supposed to be coming out soon for the past like four years. But we'll definitely see it. If we don't, there's a big problem.
2: Uh, I mean, as far it's as gorgeous. other things, I'd love to see, this is kind of not specific to Xbox, but I'd love to see a Hat in Time randomly show up as coming to a console.
0: I, I, yeah, I, I hope that can still come to a console. UE3 is going to be tough. Yeah. But, like, I, I would like to see that coming to a console. I would like to see that at someone's press conference. Like, hey, we're doing the grunt work to make sure this can come out on the console. Yeah, so maybe Crackdown 3 will be
2: RPG enough enough. And...
0: Like you'll be able to pick up agility orbs and jump real high, and that's the best part of Crackdown anyway. That's good enough for me. Alright, so Sony. Uh we're going to see a lot of Beauty Kratos being sad. Oh god, I forgot about that fucking game. Oh, this is what now. This is the datification of video games. Uh. What's quick? What's the most inappropriate character to try to make us care about by virtue of just giving them a kid? It's Kratos.
2: Yeah. I I let's just move on to other games because I I don't even want to. It's talk not about even God an RPG anymore. Anyway. Yeah. Um, will Spider-Man hit through like twenty minutes of it? Will Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man be man? RPG enough? You know what? I don't care because I I'm gonna talk about it anyway.
0: Um, oh man, that I'm Spider-Man so game that. looks awesome. I was really like disquieted when I looked up like who was directing that, and it's like, oh, I remember reading his EGM articles. <laughs> but then again I thought the same thing when I looked up who who did the uh, who's directing Destiny 2 who is directing Destiny 2 Luke Smith who you may if you listened to 1up.com podcasts 10 years ago you may remember as their news editor that's weird wait so who's who is directing uh, Spider-Man Spider-Man is being directed by Brian Intihar, who was also an EGM editor 10 12 years ago that's weird Uh yep
2: <laughs> yeah. as far as actual RPGs, um, I suspect we'll see a final fantasy of some sort. I don't know if that's
0: uh, it won't be 16.
2: Probably not. probably something about seven remake.
0: I've heard that there's claiming that's not gonna be there, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, we might see a new spin-off or something.
2: Probably too early to see Dragon Quest XI in the West.
0: Yeah, we are not we are not so blessed as to get a confirmation of Dragon Quest XI in the U.S. It's coming out in Japan on my birthday. I feel like I'm being, like, <laughs> a, some sort of trick
2: by God. Yeah, well, you know, you know, we say that, but, you know, it seems like these Dragon Quest spinoffs that uh, I scoffed at a bit, are doing pretty well, so maybe we will get a, an early announcement, I don't know.
0: I don't think those were spin-offs. I think they were remakes.
2: No, I'm talking about Dragon Quest Heroes and Dragon Quest Builders.
0: Oh, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, like, those seem to be doing quite well on PS4, so my, my thought was maybe that leads to an earlier-than-expected announcement for Dragon Quest XI.
0: We better get, like, As many versions of Dragon Quest XI as is humanly possible. If
2: all those versions come out
0: here, I would buy all those versions because I am that. I would too. (laughs) I would too. I'm not too proud to claim that. Yeah, I would too. Um,
2: Let me think. What else? Um, The Tales series has become so automatic, automatic here. I would not be shocked to see, like, a new Tales game announced at E3. Which would be weird.
0: Yeah. Which I wonder when Namco will announce weird. whatever they I wonder when Namco will announce whatever game is coming to the Switch. They yeah. still have not said what the Tales of project on the Switch is. Uh, maybe they haven't decided yet. <laughs> it's quite possible they're deciding, but like by this point, it seems like it'll be kind of late to port Berseria. Is it just going to be a new? The next game will be PS4 and Switch. What are they going to do? I don't know.
2: Could be that. I wouldn't mind a braceria port.
0: Like there was a Tales of festival in Japan just a few like a few days ago, and nothing. Not a peep.
2: Interesting. Uh, let's see. What Sony you hype
0: St- for Bubsy Four?
2: No, f that. Uh, what Sony Studios haven't we heard from in a while? Let's
0: see. Naughty Dog is accounted for. They're doing Last of Us 2. And Sony Bend is accounted for. They're doing not Last of Us, but also still a zombie apocalypse game.
2: And Naughty Dog is actually also doing that other...
0: Um, Uncharted The Lost Legacy or something? Yes. Uh, that we can probably call that kind of a
2: mini-expansion or something. It's
0: yeah, a, it's, it's like a Santa expansion pack or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, Sony Santa Monica is doing Dad of War... Where is Sucker Punch? Oh man. Mm-hmm. Infamous four, please. Mm-hmm. Come on. Any others not accounted for? Like, Sony has a lot of studios, but a lot of times they don't do much. Like they they're like they're focused on like background tests or like shoring up development on other things, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what... I'm going to go look at a list of Sony Studios.
2: Uh, This is not a Sony studio, but um, the Ratchet & Clank remake did so well that I'm really hoping, hoping for another Ratchet & Clank game. And it's been long enough since the last one that maybe we'll hear something.
0: I feel like Insomniac definitely has more than one team and I'm inclined to say the Spider-Man game is being direct, is being done by like the the Sunset Overdrive team. So. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to find any sort of list of like And yes, Ratchet and Clank is RPG
2: enough to talk about, damn it.
0: Ratchet and Clank is all about level ups and upgrading your weapons via the in-game economy. Yes. Software Development Studios. Okay. Uh, Sony's Japan Studio. We don't know what they're doing. They usually hmm. development support on things, but I mean I don't know. I saw someone say like Demon's Souls remastered and that doesn't actually seem that unlikely. Bloodborne two. I don't think that they can convince Chrome Software to play ball on that. No? Can't throw Not enough money quickly.
2: at them. What is From no, Software I... working on? Does anyone know?
0: No, we don't. All armored. we know is that Hidetaka Miyazaki was like, I'm not doing another freaking Dark Souls-style game. So he's gonna do Armored Core 6. That's kind of implied like, the thing he most wants to do.
2: Ooh. Okay. I'm intrigued.
0: Very intrigued. So, uh, Polyphony Digital, we might see the new Gran Turismo. As I have made clear many times, I could not care less. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
0: Sony San Diego mostly does sports games. Uh, I've never even heard of Pixelopus. That might not even be a real thing. Wikipedia don't make up game studios. <laughs> uh, it's too early to see anything from Guerrilla Games. Uh, unless they they might announce like Horizon Zero Dawn DLC or something. Yeah.
2: Uh, Definitely way too early, but... Uh, I think it's. I think it's safe to say that that is, be, that is a franchise. That'll
0: get a sequel, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I, I'm Horizon
0: not, non-zero I'm, dot
2: I'm not thinking just sequel. I think that's like, I'm putting the the franchise franchise tag on that.
0: Yeah. No. Definitely. But it'll be a while. It makes way more sense than making another freaking Killzone game. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, everything else like that's that seems to be all of their like internal devs. Okay. Secondary Studios, Clap Hands, responsible for Hot Shots slash Everyone's Golf. Yeah, I think we already know what's going on with that. Um, Q Games, Pixel Junk Series, uh, they've already announced that we will not be seeing any more of Death Stranding. Uh, Ready at Dawn? Do they still exist? After the Order 1886, they might have been exploded. I think they still exist. I'm a little worried. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. Order 1886 is the sort of game that a lot of people don't get the chance to come back from. Uh,
2: I mean, I'm not sure I would care what they make next. Um, listen, I like Daxter. They made Deformers.
0: I've never played that, and like until I saw it on Wikipedia, I'd never heard of it.
2: It was through GameStop's Game Trust.
0: Oh neat. Well, nice to know that they aren't dead, but I would imagine that they are not getting any more contracts from Sony. Uh, it would seem not. <laughs> let's see. Uh, these are like these this list of names is terrible. Honey Slug? Who? Honey Slug, they made Frobisher says, which I've heard of but know nothing about. Uh. Uh, Quantic Dream, oh god, we're gonna have to see more of Detroit Become Human. Oh god, oh god, no. Oh, this is gonna be bad. I guess the time to abort and move on to Nintendo. No, it's not, I'm still looking through these. Uh, we might see a sequel to Until Dawn, or whatever else Supermassive Games is making. Until <laughs> Dawn is interesting. I like horror games that are weird
2: is putting me to sleep. Find, yeah. Too bad. You to find something more exciting.
0: Too bad. You're gonna talk about more Little Big Planet DLC, even though that franchise got like aborted hardcore.
2: Maybe some cool indie stuff.
0: Yeah, we might see some indie stuff. I don't know that we'll see much of it at Sony's press conference, but we might see it. Is that is that whole thing
2: run by um?
0: Bettenhausen. I forget what his role at Sony is. I don't know what his role is either. Yeah. Continuing the hit parade of guy I read the EGM articles and one-up.com <laughs> articles from ten years ago. Uh-huh. See, I call him the guy I
2: argued about uh, Dragon Quarter with on Twitter.
0: Yeah, no, I remember having to fish out his reviews oh, that's right so that and you continue that tramposing, argument.
2: Transposing his review. <laughs>
0: Yeah. no he's great though uh, yeah. he does something at Playstation but I don't know what because his twitter description just says blazing new trails
2: <laughs> I think it was indie related because I remember him like he
0: he like does working... seem to be some sort of developer relations thing because yeah, he does a lot working
2: of stuff. With, uh, um, why am I, I'm, I'm tired and forgetting my names. the cosmic star heroine guys
0: uh freaking oh why am I spacing <laughs> my name right? I'm so angry. You I've met me. them
2: in person. <laughs> I feel your bad. Your fault. Uh, Z-Boy. Thank you. Actually, I think I've met them in person twice at two separate paxes. So that feels bad, man.
0: I, I guess they only go to like Pax East because I've never seen them at Pax West. Maybe I just wasn't looking hard enough.
2: I think they may. I think they may be. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're east coast.
0: Come to PAX West. I want to yell at you in person again. (sighs) It's a long flight. I've got spare tickets. You've got no excuse. Well, I have lots of them, but uh, that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know you don't like the flight. It's fine. No, it's not just that. I know. I know. You've also got work and a wife and children. Responsibilities. Responsibilities are terrible. Abdicate them. (laughs) Uh,
2: Alright, what else from Sony? Uh,
0: I I cannot think of anything. Like, any RPGs from them are mostly going to be things that would surprise anyone. Like, yeah. there will be things with RPG-adjacent system. uh, Like, RPG-adjacent frickin' systems in them but
2: eh the big question mark there is insomniac no not I'm sorry not insomniac (laughs) sucker Sucker punch punch? sucker punch what are you doing
0: please I need you I need you in my life get me that sucker punch
2: alright so then Nintendo
0: oh what
2: I'm excited for
0: and this is
2: even if they don't show anything actually new, like just, just, just feed me hours of Mario Odyssey footage, please.
0: Even like a couple minutes, anything, man. I'll take anything you got. I need the hit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been. Uh, my my son is watching and... me play uh, Galaxy Two, so. I'm ready. Oh,
0: I'm sure he loves that.
2: Yeah, I'm ready to show him a new Mario. And, you know, I, now that I think of it, I gotta I should set it up so that he can do the whole thing where the second player can shoot stars while you're playing yeah, Galaxy that. too. He'd probably enjoy that. Anyway, yes, Mario Odyssey, but that's not an RPG. But I don't care. Uh, so, as far as RPGs, on oh man, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom battle. Yes. Yeah, so is this official or not official? I'm very confused.
0: So, they have not officially acknowledged it either way. However, the amount of things that have, like, leaked out about it is so heavy that, like, there has to be fire given all of that smoke. Do you think there's an emblem along with that fire? Uh, Well, we're going to see Fire Emblem Warriors.
2: Yes. I assume we're probably not going to see the new Fire Emblem for...
0: We might see a teaser trailer.
2: Yeah, that's probably about it. But Warriors, yeah, which should be fun.
0: I'm hype. It uh, looks fun. I can play it on the go, on a thing where it won't tank into a 12 frames per second frame rate.
2: Yeah, I'm very curious about this rabbits thing. Which could be very cool. Apparently, it's
0: XCOM styled from the way I've heard it described.
2: I, uh, I'm all for this. I'm I'm hundred percent on board for this
0: nonsense it's such a strange concept I don't know what to say <laughs> I like i I feel like a lot of people are just sort of angry at it for existing and it's just like no I'm far past that you can I just play it I don't even care it doesn't even matter <laughs> just give it to me uh,
2: uh as far as RPGs go, we'll, we'll, we're sure to see more of Xenoblade Two. We'll see the Zelda DLC. Yep. Um, uh, s- other than that, uh, you know, we've, there's obviously been rumors of Wii U ports, and one intriguing one I saw was uh, uh, a rumor of a port of Fire Emblem: Pound.
0: Tokyo Mirage Sessions! Yeah, so... Sharp F.E. Please?
2: Yeah, that would be cool. Oh, that's I right. Bought... It was pound F.E., not F.E. pound. I'm sorry. It's My apologies. Sharp
0: F.E. It's a sharp sign.
2: No, we call it pound. I don't Why? Think... Don't you remember the episode where, uh...
0: uh... Do we have canon now? Yes. I'm so upset that we have built up canon. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was when okay. uh, Anna was on.
0: Yeah, I remember that, yes. and I remember it, it being repeatedly referred to as Pound yes. Fe.
2: Yes, that's that's the canon now, Pound Fe.
0: Set in this case, please, I, w- like, I want more people to play it, and I want an excuse to play it portably, please. I beg of you.
2: And while you're at it, Xenoblade Chronicles X, please. Thank you.
0: Like, that one, we might not get just because they're just gonna do two. But... <laughs> Like, I'm going to play Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Like, if that comes out by the end of the year, like, sweet. I'm yeah. uh, Sold. Twice. Three times, even. Xenoblade.
2: I already have, like, eight Switch games. I don't even know how the hell that happened.
0: It's a really fun platform to play do things them, on if you've got a choice. Them from Asia. Which ones did you order from Asia? I am Setsuna. Because you needed a physical copy.
2: Yes and the Secret of Mana collection.
0: I routinely forget where the frickin' physical games go in the Switch.
2: (laughs) It's kind of an annoying door to open.
0: Just like the Vita. Uh,
2: Not as bad as the Vita.
0: Yeah, the Vita's just a pain to get into. Uh... (laughs) But yeah, it's like, it's obviously something that you're not supposed to be constantly swapping things in and out of.
2: Yeah. Well, try the one on the Vita TV. There you go. Oh, jeez. No. It's like, oh, this n- tiny little nice console that I have to pick up and pry open its door to swap games, on. Huh? I will open your door, child. <laughs> it's like, I can't really I can't really nestle this nicely within an entertainment center, because I have to pick up the stupid thing to pry open the door just to switch games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: not sure it's... who designed that, and yet, Satan. and yet the memory card, you can just like you know, jostle out. Oops. No, not even jostle out. It's, it's, I think it's like the press in and it clicks out. It's terrible. Like, well, <laughs> you have I... these. You have these backwards. These are fucking backwards.
0: Uh, well, we're getting the uh, 17 plus tag now. Oh, God. Listen, we haven't got
2: it yet. We're not going to get it for this. It's not going to happen.
0: Okay, moving forward. Uh, what else? Like for, for Nintendo. Nintendo. Uh, is that for oasis out yet? Uh,
2: June something?
0: <laughs> we'll see like three seconds of that, and this is a real.
2: Looks cool. I hope it's cool. June twenty
0: third. I'm looking forward to adding it
2: to the the um, ever growing stack of 3ds RPGs I own. And uh, Speaking of which, it's just getting to the point where it's like I I'm having trouble fo- picking one RPG to put my 3ds to focus on. There's just, for just you.
0: There's just too many. There's so many.
2: I, I I have so many unfinished, and it's just like. Uh,
0: too bad. Yeah. We still haven't even started Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse. What's wrong with me? Me neither. I bought it day one. It sitting it's there. Like, it's right next to me.
2: Oh yeah, I'll play that after I finally, finally finish Persona Q, and finally finish Etrian Odyssey 4, and finally finish... Oh yeah, Etrian Odyssey 5! And finally finish... Did I finish 4? I don't know. And finally you finish etc, etc, etc.
0: We will see one or all of those Atlas RPGs at E3. Like, it's just a question of do they make it into, like, this is a real.
2: Do you know what yo, I fu- want to see at Nintendo's E3? What? Monster Hunter Triple X. Don't call it that. Why? We had Monster Hunter X, Monster Hunter Double X...
0: Why would they announce that at E3 when it's not announced in Japan?
2: I don't care! Listen, I'm not interested in your filthy, disgusting logic. I'm you're like interested. the people that
0: are like... You're like the people spreading the rumor that Monster Hunter 5 is going to be announced on PS4 at E3.
2: Yeah, that's not gonna happen. That's stupid. Why would you announce Monster Hunter in the West? Yeah, yeah that's number one. Number two, a TTS it's, not, game. it's not coming to your PlayStation platform
0: deal with it. I could see I could see a port of it coming to PS4 at some
2: stage. I don't see
0: it. I I don't see it. It depends upon how much money Nintendo is willing to throw. If they're smart, a lot
2: and they probably are smart.
0: I would hope like they've generally been a little smarter about developer relationships this time, so Yeah. Money money money. But hey money, now that money, that whole money,
2: thing where the Capcom guy was like <laughs> please buy it on three D S
0: it all that makes more so sense. Famous. Oh, it's also coming out on Switch.
2: Yes, and very soon. It's coming in August, and I'm going to import if we, the shit out of we, that.
0: If we we might get an announcement that that game is coming westward at E3, and I would suspect that if we do, both versions will come westward at the same time.
2: Yeah. I had some... So, this is kind of funny. I had some weird argument with someone on our forums who seemed to think that the fact that there was a Switch version coming out, meant that the 3DS version of Double X was pretty much doomed to not come out West. And I'm just like... Um, they've moved a lot of Monster Hunter on 3DS in the West. That's like the only time they've ever successfully pushed Monster Hunter in the West. Yeah, like, uh, okay. He, he, he kept pointing out that... Um, great, it sold one million here. That's not as much as Portable 3rd in japan i'm just like we're talking about the west
0: yeah it's, it's not strictly a relevant argument because like if you were making an argument for why it should be ported to some other platform like okay you'd have an argument but we're talking about what's coming out here i suspect that like it just makes sense to long tail the end of the like yeah. what you're seeing at this point is the take the money and run part of the 3DS's lifespan where it still makes sense to release things but it won't make, mu- make sense far into 2018 so like I suspect that unless Nintendo like really leaned on Capcom both versions are coming by because like there's, there's no reason to commission and do the translation and not release it on both because they're the same game
2: and the other thing here is um, it's cross platform multiplayer. So, Oh, wow. So releasing the 3DS version here is beneficial.
0: Yeah, no, that's beneficial to all parties. Like, I suspect that if we get one, we get both.
2: And I'm kind of reading this here. Apparently, 3DS owners will be able to transfer their save to the Switch version. And yeah, that's a lot. If they really want to.
0: That's a lot of attempts to like make it like, hey, this nice new Switch version oh. is going to be wait,
2: wait, I'm sorry, you can switch she can transfer to the Switch but not the other way.
0: Which is That funny. doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things where it's like, hey, this nice new version you can upgrade to and not have to worry about it. But like they've they've done this in the past, like we got both versions of three ultimate.
2: Yeah, but I think that yeah, and but you know the the cross platform multiplayer thing is really huge. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because that means you can you can give it to all the existing fans in 3ds who don't have a Switch, and then the people who do buy it on the new console on Switch have a lot more people to play with. I just, I mean, this is I wasn't expecting that, so it was really There still cool to millions that, and
0: but, millions of 3ds owners that are still totally capable of buying video games. Yeah.
2: So I think it would behoove uh, Capcom to get both those versions out here sooner rather than later. And I, I don't think there's a huge localization effort there either. I don't know the exact specifics of what's in Double uh, X, but not a ton new. So
0: at least not a ton that requires a lot of text translation. Yeah.
2: So hopefully we'll see that. Um, yeah,
0: I could see that showing up at E3 is like Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Probably, that's generally the format they follow. Yeah. So, other than that, um, I think
2: any other I don't, uh, any other RPGs that show up would be
0: surprises. I don't think there's anything else that we, we really might see expect. rumblings of like a Paper Mario or Mario and Luigi.
2: Hopefully, Paper Mario. Uh, I'm not. I'm not like. You know, I don't hate I've the. I've heard the Mario of, like a
0: remake of Superstar Saga. I'm not sure if those ever oh, yeah, I resourced anything useful. Which, which would be fine because that's uh, I
2: that's think, the good one. That's a really good one. and The others are of varying quality. Um, yeah, that
0: was that might be a swan song 3DS game that we see because like apparently that's What people... Like, they found it in, like, 3DS eShop or Uh, something. Not the full game, but, like, data pointing to it.
2: Yeah. But, you know, we did just have a Paper Mario game on the Wii U that everyone completely forgot about already, so...
0: Rip Color Splash, you were a beautiful attempt. And had a great soundtrack.
2: I'm gonna try it. Uh, It looks pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, I really... I really hate that everyone dumps on Paper Mario because it's not the specific Paper Mario they want.
0: Yeah, yeah. But hey, I don't know, Minecraft story mode for your Switch.
2: You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see another Luigi's Mansion game, but I think the second one of that is probably all we'll get.
0: It would be nice. We might see it.
2: maybe just a remaster of the original
0: I'd, I'd like more Luigi Mansion in my life
2: i to play some more multiplayer that that was fun
0: wait there was yeah there was Luigi Mansion multiplayer yeah
2: uh, <sighs> alright any third parties that may have anything interesting to show
0: like Nintendo will probably have a decent indie showcase yeah, they've got a lot of good ones coming up. They've got. Um, and they've been giving them actual attention at proper Nintendo Direct, yeah. so.
2: Got SteamWorld World Dig 2 coming out this summer. Oh, uh, sold. There's. Uh, Everfreaker Gun Vault Collection.
0: Oh, man. looks nice on um, Mighty Gun Vault Burst.
2: Uh, indie rpgs
0: uh i think y2k might show up in a sizzle reel is that announced for switch pretty sure
2: uh be. i remember uh it's definitely coming to
0: wii u which is weird maybe they've just switched now it's, now it's the wrong time but yeah no yeah. there's an announced switch port okay good
2: yeah that game looks really cool
0: yeah, I've met the developers at PAX and asked them how many people looked at this and pronounced it yeek, and he said quite a few.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw them at the last PAX. I didn't really have a lot of time, but, you know, they were like, yeah, yeah everyone at the site is really excited, It's really excited and interesting. in this game. You don't
0: have to sell me on it. Yeah. But yeah, that's the sort of thing I can see showing up on their scissor reel. Uh... I don't know, Konami keeps pretending that, like, they're still alive. Maybe they'll revive another franchise. Yeah, no. Um. One of them, like, some Konami Europe exec was just like, uh, Castlevania! Oh, okay. The problem, I don't trust anyone you still employ to make a new Castlevania.
2: Yeah, nope.
0: But Uh, apparently, like, they brought up the Switch in the same sentence, so...
2: Well, the buzz I got at The last packs was a lot of indie developers seem to want to get on Switch, and you know one of them straight up told me basically because there's not a lot there, so it's really good visibility. So
0: yeah, no, like that's uh, that's super important. And Nintendo has sort of been like trying to make sure that they're all they get on there, but they're not all at once. Yeah, which gives them a little more visibility as well.
2: So hopefully, some of the people I talked to actually end up on the Switch. I can't obviously say who, um, but, yeah, hopefully... Tell me after we'll the show. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll see some indie RPGs on the Switch. That would be cool.
0: I want that. Please announce, like, a Cosmic Star Hero in Switch or something, because I want to play that on Switch. Have indie
2: games. I'm excited to have Cave Story. Oh, a little I'm physical
0: like... collection. Looks pretty nice. You're going to buy that and the Axiom Verge game as well? Yep. Remember the hideous three D S cave story? If it was an actual three D. I can see I can see my copy from where I'm sitting. Of course you can.
2: I <laughs> uh, have not played through it. It's it is kind of a, a bit ugly, yeah.
0: It's uh it is apparently it plays fine, but it is one of the most hideous things I've ever seen in my life.
2: <laughs> well, now we have now we'll have a nice version.
0: Yeah nice and portable on that gorgeous screen it's great oh, let's see anything else in conclusion Konami I don't want a new Castlevania give me a collection of as many of the old ones as you count like give me the NES trilogy and give me like all of the like give me Chronicles and freaking 4 and Bloodlines and Rondo I will pay you top dollar that's all I want out of you at this point. I want you to just poop out your old games onto the Switch.
2: So what I'm hearing is Lords of Shadow Collection is
0: what Get you'll be getting. <laughs> it'll just be Mirror of Fate H D. No It'll just, just be Mirror of Fate H D, and I will just be crying in the corner.
2: It'll only it'll be the first Lords of Shadow, but only the
0: first third of it. No, it'll be that and Castlevania Order of Shadows for your phone. Oh, God. Remember that one? No. Your favorite. Nope. Desmond Belmont. Nope. You love it. Oh, Uh -oh. God. you know what I'm thinking now?
2: What? Netflix has their freaking Castlevania TV show coming up.
0: Yeah, it's going to be based off that. So,
2: well, yeah, so Konami probably is going to poop out a new Castlevania game.
0: I would rather they poop out a way for me to play the old ones. Nope. no, We're going to get Castlevania R. Give me the frickin... Give me a collection of all of the ego so that I can play on my stage. No, from the team
2: that brought you Bomberman R. Castlevania R.
0: Bomberman R was at least a good idea. They're short on supply on those.
2: Yeah, I don't trust them to make anything. I don't care if it's a good idea or not.
0: It was at le- it least has cute art. That's good. Oh, maybe we'll get a port of that weird
2: Metal Gear Solid Five thing that they're doing.
1: Oh, God.
2: <laughs> Why would you do this to me? <laughs> Oh, I hate you, Nintendo fans. We hear you want Metal Gear Solid
0: on your Switch. We're going to Metal
2: Gear Solid Five Port. Nope.
0: I hate you. Oh yeah, did you see that that uh, Kamiya tweet?
2: No. Uh,
0: let me see. It was it was basically someone tweeted at him, like I hope that uh, you could. Uh, it was it, someone tweeted at him. I'm hoping that I'll have 101 more reasons to buy a Switch after the E3 conference. And his response was, why not 102? (laughs) Okay. Like, I want to... I believe that Platinum has some sort of something in development for switch and i want to know what that is
2: yeah but i feel like but yeah he's probably he, he certainly is probably just trolling the dudes so oh, he's uh, definitely I, trolling yeah it, but i, I, I want to know what am making yeah bayonetta three?
0: Oh man bayonetta you missed
2: her three Bayonetta three, including ports of Bayonetta one, and
0: two. <laughs> one and two. <laughs> Bayonetta just becomes this franchise where you can't release just one game; it has to be all of them. It's the new age pitfall, except the you don't kind... have to
2: unlock the old ones.
0: <laughs> the kind of like the kind of value that Bayonetta one, two, and three all on Switch would present it's, like immense.
2: Oh, so you want all the best action games ever? Um. On a portable. On a portable. Here you go.
0: Running at 60 frames a second. With Nintendo costumes.
2: That'd probably be expensive,
0: because that would certainly be... That would be a giant, giant cartridge.
2: Uh, It would probably, yeah, maybe... I forget how big the cartridges are. Could they fit that on one cartridge? Uh,
0: It depends upon how many assets they share. Yeah. And how well they compress things. Probably not. Well, like you could, you can make big cartridges. It's just a question of like how, how cost effective is that? I would pay a lot of money for that
2: cart. Yeah. just like the uh, the fire emblem cart.
0: Oh, what was that that they did?
2: The cart that had all three scenarios on it.
0: Oh the yeah, one that I have. Yeah. I didn't realize that it had all the scenarios just on one, uh, one card. Yep. I thought it was like it gave you two carts. No, it's got them all in
2: one cart, Even the, uh, uh,
0: the third the one. The one that has no physical release. Yeah,
2: and and it was on like, it was on there before anyone else actually had access to it.
0: I hate you so much right now.
2: What? It's the one I
0: haven't even played you go yet. Go directly to hell. <laughs> I didn't play it any sooner than anyone else. I know! That's why I'm angry at you! Oh, okay. Uh, give me some Platinum Games. Hopefully Hideki Kamiya is on a new project, but even if he was, Scalebound was cancelled recently enough that like, it wouldn't make sense for it to be shown.
1: Nope.
0: But yeah, like, I, I hope... That there's We see some Platinum games from someone.
2: Please, sa- please save Platinum from working for Activision.
0: Please. Listen, do you know what they do with those, plat- those Activision projects?
2: Spend very little time on them?
0: They hand them off to new hires to teach them how to work within the company. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, maybe they'll be busy on Nier Automata DLC. I should uh, play that
2: game at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've got it... i played, like, a couple hours, and it's like, this is pretty good. It's not Platinum's best work, but it's fine. After Persona
2: is my answer to all of these.
0: Okay, like, their, their next major project is based on mobile RPG Grand Blue Fantasy.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. I want that game.
0: Yeah, it's a PS4 game. Please we'll probably that. see more of that, actually. Uh... Actually, we probably won't see that, because that's more of a TGS game. What
2: was I going to say? I find it funny that, like, after Scalebound went down, everyone was like, oh, you know, Nier's the only big project left. That's never going to do anything for them.
0: (laughs) That's still better than most of their games. Yep. Okay, apparently, Inaba announced the company is working on a new IP, so... I doubt we see that, but maybe it depends. We have no idea how long that's been in development. We have yeah. nothing on that. We'll but, cer- yeah. We'll certainly see another near. Eh, eventually, Yokotaro that. might decide he wants to make like a rhythm game instead. <laughs> yeah, probably. It'll be called Near anyway. <laughs> It'll be there. Will be a near remaster. Just remake it by Platinum so that it's playable. I'm only half-joking at this point. It'll actually just be Dragon Dragoon 4.
2: Oh, God, please, no. Ugh. Like thought Plat-
0: you could probably make that into a playable experience,
2: but... Maybe. I tried to play the third one of that and it was just like... They're
0: all bad. They're all bad. Yes. This is... nope. I'm sorry. Yokotara, I like you, and I think that you try to do interesting things, but your adversarial relationship with fun sometimes makes your games unplayable. Yeah. I do like that I got to say the phrase adversarial relationship with fun.
2: Oh, well, maybe we'll see Pokemon Stars at E3.
0: Nope, but we will see Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. People still want to believe in that, huh? I wanted to believe in that, man. No? I certainly did, but... I'll pick up Ultra Moon because I don't... Susten- like, this is, again, take the money and run on 3DS. Yeah. Like, people were surprised, but realistically we shouldn't have been, because this is exactly what happened with Black and White. It's the road plan that's happened again, and again, and again, and again, and again. We keep expecting something different, it's insane. Oh, we'll see Pokemon Deluxe, that'll be fun. You and me can fight in that. Yeah. I will beat you as like a frickin' Charizard or something, I don't know.
2: I have no interest in that. We will have to street fight.
0: We do both need to pick up Ultra Street Fighter 2, but I'm jobless, so it's hard. Yeah. Speaking of people that compose amazing music, we probably won't be seeing the Yoko Shimomura also, this game that Yoko Shimomura is also scoring, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. No, that's no. Maybe a trailer. Probably not. I would hope so. It'd be nice. But yeah, no, I always love busting out, like, oh yeah, you know, she she composed for Capcom. She was one of the two composers on Street Fighter II, The World Warrior. Wow. That soundtrack is so good! Also, all of the best, like, the two best themes in the game are both for the American fighters. I feel very nationalist about this. Like, Ken's theme and Guile's theme, amazing. Yep.
2: Oh, oh like, a, like
0: that list. That list of credits for her is amazing.
2: I so like at another point. I can't remember what the hell it was.
0: Sorry, I'm very busy looking at Yoko Shimomura's body of work. It's amazing. It's okay.
2: Was it something Nintendo related? Pokemon related? I don't know.
0: Poketto monster. Let's see. Uh. Great Detective Pikachu, finally getting a U.S. release. I forgot that was even a thing. Just have... Uh, just please voice him but Have him voiced by frickin'... Listen, I want the memes to be real, and I want him to be voiced by Danny Tobito. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing no. It's not gonna happen. People actually asked him about that, and he's like, I don't know what that is, and um, also No. <laughs> Yeah, that's not happening. It's never going to happen, but they're making it. It's still a film adaptation optioned. That's very weird.
2: You could see maybe a weird Always Sunny episode about that.
0: Oh, man. I want Danny DeVito to live forever just so that there can be more, more Always Sunny episodes. Always Sunny RPG to be announced by Sony. Rated... Rated A.O.
2: <laughs> the first A.O. game from Sony. Absolutely not appropriate for humans. <laughs> Alright, I think we should probably wrap the show up before I... I'm too
0: sleep. busy just elongating this for no reason.
2: Uh... It's, uh... Questions, forums, Twitter,
0: Ask Wheels, and Blade we're Master. At nearly a two-hour episode just between us. This is supposed to be a shorter episode. Why did you think that? Why would you ever have thought that? Uh, it. Yeah. We will be we will be shortly recording a companion post E3 episode where Wheels mm-hmm. might actually be awake. Oh, maybe we'll see some yokai watch at E3. Japan dream. No.
2: No, we're getting the the other version of two instead, which is kind of a good sign. But this makes the wait. Do for they three
0: feel longer. that they can do that. Yes,
2: <laughs> it, yes, it is absolutely a good sign, in my opinion, that they feel they can do that. But this we're makes the wait for three painful.
0: Still not getting yokai busters though.
2: Probably not. But yeah, it feels it, it feels it feels like their uh, control. Whoever is at, I, I assume level five. Uh, they're releasing it very, in a very careful and paced manner in the West. Yeah,
0: they're trying to avoid flooding the market too much.
2: I have no idea if it's working or not. Uh, they're trying. All the toys seem to be clear and disappearing from stores, so I really have no idea. But
0: it might be that they eventually decide that well, the video games still kind of sell. So,
2: well, I mean that that may I mean there's there's an app so. You okay, watch Wibble Wobble, so maybe that's popular, the show's popular. You know, just because the toy stuff isn't popular doesn't mean the rest of it isn't, so I really have They're no idea. You're gonna send
0: me the frickin' rap again, and I'm gonna hate you. you.
2: Nah, no, I'm too tired to do that. You're gonna do it. Yeah.
0: Do not deny the Satan within.
2: <laughs> but Yeah. Anyway.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, we'll probably see the, ga- the recent Layton game as well, Lady Layton. Oh, yeah. Which I think got a rename, but it still stars Lady Layton, so I'm still going to call it Lady Layton.
2: Alright, so that wraps up a free E3
1: show. We'll probably have a post-show where we talk have a about...
0: A post-E3 show where we will wax poetic about whatever caught our eye.
2: Wax poetic about, um...
0: Japon Dream, Mario and rabbits, Kingdom Battle, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games
2: 2018. Oh
0: God. Shh. Oh. They won't announce that yet. They'll wait until 2018 to announce it because who cares? Yeah. Mario hmm. and Sonic go to go play shuffleboard. They're in an Olympic Olympic shuffleboard competition. I'm going to Google Olympic shuffleboard. So? Find out. Okay, there's Olympic curling. And there are nerds that say they're, that consider themselves to be uh, holding the shuffleboard Olympics. But there is no Olympic shuffleboard. Okay. Here's an idea for a game. What?
2: Paper Mario and Paper Sonic.
0: Oh, that'd be great. And neither of them can talk. Yep. Ah, oh, it's brilliant.
2: Paper Robotnik oh, teams man. up with Paper Bowser.
0: Oh, good times man. had by oh, all. Oh, get the hell out. You're <laughs> hurting me. Japan <laughs> Dream.
1: Alright, that's all, folks. Hmm.
0: that's yeah. all folks. if I ever
2: find the time you will see my has
0: been heroes review soon you better something. I think that's been in development hell for two months
2: yeah I just don't have the time to sit down and focus on a review lately so good luck I'm sorry, sorry for asking you bro. yeah it's all good alright we'll see you next time folks
0: see you space cowboys